What if I told you that the answer to some of your most pressing questions as a marketer or leader is a really good story? My name is Kelly Parker, and after spending over a decade bringing stories to life as a speaker, writer, and corporate marketer, I'm here to show you the easy way to create your own stories that connect, break through the clutter, and bring in cold, hard cash. Right here on Business Storytelling Made Easy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hope you are doing amazing today. Today we are tackling the subject of how to recruit and retain top talent with storytelling. You know, as of this recording, we are currently living through what's called the great resignation. And it's really on the minds of a lot of top leaders within organizations. You know, how do I attract and engage the best and the brightest within my organization? And storytelling is a really effective avenue in which to do that. So joining me for this conversation is Sharice Floyd. Sharice Floyd is the owner of Witness My Life, a storytelling and communications firm that partners with corporations and universities to create and implement women's leadership programs. Sharice has over 20 years experience in marketing and her expertise spans development, branding, strategic planning, and public relations. Sharice is dedicated to helping organizations increase influence and revenue with story-based marketing. Her emotional branding style has generated over $2 million in direct campaigns. And guys, this conversation is a masterclass in how to integrate storytelling effectively into your hiring process, your onboarding, and even creating a culture that really engages the type of folks that you want in your organization. So I'm so excited to share with you my chat with Sharice Floyd. Sharice, how are you? I am well and happy to be here. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I am well and we are so excited to welcome you to the show. This is about to be a good discussion. So I'm excited to get a chance to chat with you. You know, as we um, had corresponded previously, you know, you were mentioning about the great resignation and Mm -hmm. shifting what people are requiring from their jobs, right? I think a lot yeah. of people are like it's got to work for more than my career. It's got to work for my life. Exactly. Like, fit all the way around, right? And so that really puts an extra weight on organizations to really be able to articulate, you know, why do we deserve the best and the brightest talent? You know, how are we yeah. going to recruit and retain uh, the best of the best? And today you're going to talk to us about how to do that with storytelling. So you know, as you know, this is one of my favorite topics <laughs> to talk about, so I'm already pumped. <laughs> but let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Sharice Floyd. I am the owner of a company called Witness My Life, and we partner with corporations and universities to implement and create women's leadership programs. Everything that we do is through a storytelling lens. So we do personal and professional development Um, with women around what is their story and how to take that story into the marketplace for their promotion and their advancement. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, our story is something that always differentiates us from anyone else because Mm -hmm. the next person might have your quote unquote skill set, but they don't have your story. They don't have your unique experiences and the, you know, the unique mix of, of who you are plus what you've been through. So it's so amazing that you're you know, helping people bring that to life. You know, a lot of times we sell ourselves short when we can't really fully articulate 
what it is we bring to the table, you know, yeah. and that happens for corporations too. So mm-hmm. I want to get a little bit into as a, as a company, as an entity, you know, how do we recruit and retain leveraging the power of storytelling? So let's first start off talking about the job listing, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody who's ever put pen to paper, mm-hmm. you already know it's not an easy feat to even create a job listing. But can you talk to us a little bit about how we can utilize storytelling to energize our efforts around job postings and why we would even want to do something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you um, alluded to it in the intro about the great resignation and people are at this point looking for meaning in their lives. And as you know, as a storyteller, one of the best ways to do that is with a story. So job descriptions, the way that they are traditionally created is a little antiquated in this lifetime um, because what it does is just list um, all of the expectations. They list the ideal of what they want the job to be. But as a person who is coming into the workforce, it's the things that you're not saying that's being read. As you know, when you're telling a story, it's the thing that you put out and then it's the underlying story that you're not telling that people aren't really aware that they're telling. For instance, if you are putting together a job description and you are talking about flexible time off, which a lot of people now are looking for that type of thing, then it is, you know, kind of incongruent if you're also in that description talking about this 50 hour work week, that doesn't, it doesn't really match. Um, And so what I have been working with clients to do is that when they're doing the job description, really try to be much more descriptive in a narrative form about what this job is going to entail and how people can see themselves in doing the job. There is nothing that says that you have to put this description up and then list 15 different things, 15 different bullet points, and then say, oh, you need to have a degree, you need to be nice, you need attention to detail, like all of that nonsense. Um, It really does start with you understanding what the job is and putting together a narrative that draws people in and, and want to be a part of the mission that you're you're hopefully serving in the world. Wow, that's really powerful. You know, um, not too long ago, I saw a job listing and it had, I'm not kidding you. I would, I think it was about 30 bullets, 30, mm-hmm. 30 bullets of these things, these characteristics that they're looking for. And, um, you know, I agree with you. I think one thing about a story is you're very particular about what details you include. Mm-hmm. And right. what you really want people to latch on to, it's not everything in the kitchen sink because whether it's a list or a story or whatever, people will get lost in that and be like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I love that idea of bringing it all together with the story. That's awesome. So if we look at that, it's kind of like the top of the funnel. How are we going to kind of recruit the right people? Mm-hmm. We get them in the door. How can we utilize storytelling within an onboarding situation? Now, the onboarding process is where a lot of companies get this so very wrong because once a person agrees to come into the company, the way that you onboard them is going to set the tone for how they feel about not only their job and their role in the organization. So if a person comes into the organization and you put them at a desk and tell them to just go for it, 
you have absolutely done it all wrong. There is an indoctrination into the culture that that should happen from day one, which means they need to know the story of the organization, the history of the organization, what the mission, value, purpose, promise, all of those things. But more importantly, they need to know what their role, how their role contributes to the overall narrative of the organization. What is the vision that they're working towards? Why is their role important to this overall vision? And having a way to walk them through it. No one walks in, no matter what research they do about your organization, none of them, none of us have been in that situation before, walk into the door being able to articulate all of the things of the organization. Um, And so the onboarding process will absolutely set the tone because if you do the onboarding around the story and pulling people in, because now they are a part of the narrative of the organization, it gives them ownership of the work. It gives them purpose and meaning, which is what people are looking for, as opposed to when you just set them down at a desk and have them go for it. It sends the message that you're not really as invested in them as they are now expected to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of that consistent story. You know, mm-hmm. the way that it felt as you were interviewing, the way that it felt as you were reviewing the job description, it really should carry over is, okay, it's day one of the work. So it feels mm-hmm. consistent to what I've already experienced. Right. Awesome. So then that makes me think about oftentimes, you know, as human beings, we got to hear the same thing a couple of times, more than <laughs> once before we really start to feel it. So right. as we transition out of onboarding to really living within the culture, you know, how do we create a storytelling culture? Well, it, it's, it's important for people to understand that the marketing person is not the storytelling department. <laughs> everyone has a role in the story. And I know when people hear that, it was like, well, everyone doesn't, but everyone does because everyone, as we talked about, has a different story. It's coming from a different point of view. So you look at the people who work for you. They all have um, a set of experiences, expertise, and point of view that is all individualized. And then they have their lane or their zone of genius. Every single person has something to contribute to the overall narrative because they are all characters, if you will, in this greater vision. So you talk about retaining people, retaining or or building that culture comes from understanding, can everybody in the organization articulate what the brand is? Because if they cannot, that means that they're not operating on the same page. So one department feels that it's this, another department feels that it's this, and they're going to operate in those lanes. And they are going to be, um, the culture is not going to be cohesive as it needs to be. So the storytelling culture really comes from the top with the leader who understands um, branding and visioning, and then can disseminate that into the organization or the fiber of the organization where everybody can come together on the same page. It doesn't mean that the language has to be the exact same, but the theme of it and the through line has to be the same or you're operating against each other. 
Oh, that's a whole, that's a whole word right there. Yep. <laughs> what it makes me think about is, um, you know, we can do all the work to tell the right story, but really the best stories are lived. You mm-hmm. know, and I think people will wait to see, you know, does their experience line up to the things that you have told me, to the mission mm-hmm. you talked about, to everything you sold me on that this is going to be like, yes. you know, and that will be the true test of, you know, whether this story is, is real. If nothing else, I think a story has to be authentic, you know, and it has to be relevant to what's what's really happening. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, as you think about storytelling culture and, you know, job descriptions that infuse story and onboarding with story, do you have certain companies that come to mind that either you've worked with or just kind of know of that are really getting it right and kind of, you know, paving the way in this area? Mm-hmm. Well, we always have our favorites. <laughs> right. um, Nike gets it so right. <laughs> it's like a dream when you see um, not only the external um, advertising that they do, but um, the people that I have spoken with behind the scenes, they get it so right. Where people are indoctrinated into that culture um, as they operate through um, a hero brand persona and you see it, the people that come there want to be the best. It is it is such Oh my God. I get so inspired when I talk to people from that company because it just, can we all just get along? Like, like, can we all just, can we all just do this? Um, I've seen it work in some smaller um, nonprofits as well, where um, everyone is just kind of pulling together to, to get to that um, greater vision. I've seen it work um, at the urban league it is, um, you know, everyone's coming together and, and the story just works, the the onboarding and all of the pieces are there. Um, but I also see a lot of companies who don't get it right. Um, <laughs> a lot of companies who have yet um, realized that it's no longer business as usual. People are leaving their jobs. They're still leaving their jobs. And that is a story in and of itself that if companies aren't going to pay attention to why people are leaving and then decide to fix it and understand that people are leaving the story that you have, you know, told them about themselves and about the business. um, We will never really get to that point of turning this thing around. Oh, I'm, I'm just over here taking notes. (laughs) You said people are leaving the story that you've told them about themselves and the business. Mm-hmm. And that is the absolute truth. You know, it makes me think about the importance of really assessing what story are we telling? Like, where are we today? What what story are we telling? Mm-hmm. And is it working or not? And really uh, evaluating what tweaks need to be made. Yeah. So, to that end, what what do you recommend? Like every so often, should we be kind of reassessing where we are, and what does that look like? Like, how do we measure kind of the power of our story? Mm-hmm. I always recommend um, that we reassess, always reassess, and to start with what I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I always recommend companies just do a simple test. Just ask everyone in the organization what do they believe the brand is about, or what do they think of the brand? Give you the top five words that come to mind when they think of the brand. 
What do they believe the mission of the brand is? What is the vision? Ask those questions of the entire organization and see where people are. See if everyone is on the same page. See where, you know, you have some dissension because that is going to be the starting point. Rarely, rarely do we have um, brands that come back where 100% of people are on the same page, but it can tell you how much work you need to do. Because the culture of storytelling is that everyone is involved. Different voices need to be heard. Different experiences need to be experienced, if you will. It is everyone's job. And the storytelling piece is not only from the job description to the onboarding, it's internal. At meetings, it's internal. With newsletters, it's internal with you know speaking and thought leadership and all of those things and when people are pulled along for organizational change when their voices matter in change then that's when you see that cohesiveness of people coming together we all have the desire to be seen and heard and when we are spending most of our lives in an organization they have an obligation to make sure that we are not just there as some sort of machine, but we are there as full people embodied in the nature of our own stories and embodied into this and integrated into the narrative of the organization. Wow. That's wonderful. You're talking about, you know, the idea of change. And when I think about just the environment that we're in, there's so much change, right? And Mm -hmm. I think something that a lot of leaders are thinking about is how do I help my people navigate change? Mm-hmm. And maybe if our culture is changing within the company, how do we do that? And stories are such a powerful way to do that. They're such a powerful way to galvanize people and help them navigate times of uncertainty and change. And so, you know, the message that you're sharing, you got my full support. How about- <laughs> <laughs> so, you. you know, um, envisioning, you know, perhaps, you know, I'm a CEO or a leader of a company. I'm like, I'm like yes, we need to get our storytelling situation together. Mm-hmm. You, know, you mentioned it not just being incumbent upon the marketing department really to work in this area. But if you are a leader of a company, who, who are those key players that you would suggest bringing to the table just to have these conversations? Um, definitely the head of, head of the company, the HR department, the marketing department, the sales department and even um, admin because admin have a role too. If, If people start realizing that every segment, you know, we're not talking about because I'm sure you you come up against this as well. When people hear the word story, they are thinking that it's it's the messaging that goes out. In our world, every single piece is a story every single thing. So it is your customer service. If your customer service is great, like Chick-fil-A and we all love it, right? The story that they're putting out into the world is that we are going to serve you. We're going to make you feel good when you come in here and we're still going to take Saturday Sundays off, but we're still going to serve you to our highest and most, um, to the highest degree, so to speak. So from your admin How is your admin representing the company when they answer the phone or when people get in front of them? That's the story that you're telling the outside world. How is your sales team really selling? Are they selling the product or are they selling the experience? 
How is your marketing team languaging what is happening? Is the marketing talking about we, 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 which is about you and not about the person that you're trying to market to? Is the marketing message really speaking to who the client is or to the client you think it is? From the head of the department, is are you have you indoctrinated the people into the why of the company, either why you started it or why you believe in it? Every single piece is a greater narrative. And when one of those pieces is off, the culture is off. You better come on here and preach. That's all <laughs> I'm I need I need my tambourine. <laughs> Yeah, that that's so powerful. I think again, you know, a, for a good story, all of the pieces have to make sense. Mm-hmm. And when one doesn't, it turns you off. You know, you kind of zone out, and you're like, mm, you know. And so it's so important to be, you know, on the same page in all these different areas. So I love that. Well, tell us a little bit more about the work that you mentioned in terms of the women's leadership programs that you create mm-hmm. and how storytelling plays into that. Yeah. So we know that you know. It's, it's, it's women's time. It's our time. Because, you know, we have been managed, managed since the beginning of time. And as a part of that management, we are behind. We see it with, you know, less money. We see it with not being in um, leader, leadership roles. We see it in the way that women don't speak up for themselves or have a history of not speaking up for themselves. Because when you've been managed, people have told you what to think, what to feel, and then they have put a value on that. Um, So we know that now is the time to hear women's stories. But the problem with traditional leadership programs is that leadership is not something you're born with. Everybody has the potential to be a leader. Leadership is born out of your lived experiences and how you translate those experiences. Leadership is ultimately a relationship with self and how you then take that relationship and then motivate and influence others. So when we work with women, we work with them around personal and professional development through the lived experience. So where Women, some women will come to me and say, oh, I don't have any leadership experience. Oh, oh, I don't have any marketing experience. And then I'm like, okay, have you ever been a member of a PTA? Have you ever led anything at church? Have you ever done, have you ever been out there selling your kids candy bars? You know, those are transferable skills and marketable skills. And we have identified that usually there are three stories that women have to master in order to really stand in the true power of who they are. And that's the love story, because that is that is really the heart of who you are, how you show up authentically. That is your brand story. Whether you're in business or not, you have a brand. How is the world experiencing you? And is that truly the way that you want to be experienced? And then there is the money story. The story around your money, how you feel about your money, the things we may have picked up about the idea that you've got to rob Peter to pay Paul or all of those things that we learn that we pick up in our cultures. Um, Those three areas, when you pull those three er three stories together, it really does help women stand in their power. And I found that when you 
come at it from that perspective versus this leadership hat, women can really, um, you know, bridge that gap because we need to end this unfortunate era where we are more seen than heard. Whew, this is a masterclass. You hear me? <laughs> Y'all, I hope you are taking notes and pausing and jotting stuff down <laughs> and, and reflecting because this is powerful. You know, you're talking about, you know, our lived experiences. I think I always have thought it's such a shame when organizations don't draw from that out of their people mm-hmm. really understand, you know, there's a number of ways that we can acquire skills and take that same skill and do something, you know, similar in your organization. So that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. And a big part of that is being able to articulate that in the right way. So that's right. beautiful work that you're doing. Well, please, we beg of you, let us know where to find you on Al Gore's <laughs> internet. Should we need to bring you in? Okay. <laughs> You know, it's always funny because some days it's Al Gore's internet and some days it's Beyonce internet. Right. Like, who, who are we talking? Who internet is this really? <laughs> but, um, but I definitely love to connect with people on LinkedIn. I am under Sharice Floyd. You can find me there is where I spend most of my social media time. And then my website is witnessmylife.org. But if you truly want to interact with me, LinkedIn is where, where to connect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and just added so much value to folks trying to use story to win in business. And so I salute you for all the work that you are doing. I see you shining and keep it going. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Business Storytelling Made Easy. If you found this content valuable, make sure you share it with a friend or colleague. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye.